Hello again, everyone, to the few listeners out there that actually tune into this podcast. Not many, but I mean, I don't do it for the views. However, one day, once I once I settle in my next season, uh, the goal is to get back to Colorado. I may buy um, and start invest. I might start investing more into this hobby, like buy a microphone or set up a location where I, I host it. Maybe get like a little tripod stand so I can position the camera. Um, at me with what would be awesome is if I was able to find an apartment with a view of the mountains in the background and I could do, I could call it like the, uh, you know, the, the, the mountain man podcast, <laughs> uh, the human experience, my human experience podcast, mountain edition. I don't know who, who knows, but for now, the goal is just to work a lot of hours to save up, to get out of Florida. Not to shit on Florida, but uh, Colorado just is more for me. So, the point is, there's very few of you. Maybe I will get more viewers as I invest in it. And maybe I'll just, you know, it's not that I, I, I necessarily want the attention. But it's just kind of a hobby. It's like, why not? Just for the fuck of it, you know? And that's the stage of life I'm starting to enter in. Where you're starting to do shit just for the fuck of it. You know what I mean? Um... I've, I've let go of my ego. I've got past the social media stage. Um, I've taken a lot of acid and a lot of uh, psilocybin. So um, I've been able to kind of wash my psyche of the indoctrination of Western culture. Um, and now I'm able to kind of play the character that I want to without all of that extra added anxious guilt or anxiety and guilt that's kind of just a byproduct of uh, chasing after the golden egg, which I'm not, you know what, I've had podcasts on here before where I've been a little angry at that, but it's not like I'm, I I don't mean that towards anyone intentionally, that's just you're seeing, you're seeing my display of anger, uh, and and I'm getting it out in my words, which is why I do these podcasts, they're therapeutic, so of course, sometimes you, maybe I could label myself the king of ramble, because I can just start talking about fucking anything. This may be entertaining to you, you know, right before I'm, I'm headed to work right now. I'm on the road. You know, I was thinking about this the other night. This is an interesting thing. Is that this podcast uh, will transcend time. Um, and what do I mean by that? Not like it's going to be a legendary podcast and I'm going to see my name in lights. What I mean is the things that I'm recording now aren't necessarily going to be useful for the people that I, I have in mind when I recorded it, right this instant. There could be a time in 2050 where someone comes across these recordings. And because it's crossing paths with the, with the development stage that they are in in their life, that's when this kind of podcast will connect to you. So that's pretty cool, I thought, because that's really the goal. And that's why I don't pay too much mind in getting viewers, at least not yet. So anyways, I was making food before I came on the way to work, and I was, I, I always like to have like a podcast on. I'm, music is kind of getting boring to me. Every now and then, like, I like music. It's just kind of fun to ride the wavelength of a song. But uh, I, I like listening to podcasts, uh, at least in this season of my life. So when one ends, 
or if I'm on YouTube looking for a video of someone talking, it's just a different form of entertainment. I realize I'm not the only one doing that. Like, I'm not the only one that's like, damn, what else is there? Where's the new content? You're almost like hungry for new content when like there was a new show like two days ago. So we're in a hyper fast culture where things, our attention spans really short and we want things, new things all the time, every second of the day. So maybe you just hearing me ramble about nonsense is entertaining to you. Maybe I say things in a way that just makes you laugh. Whatever, man, that's, that, that's what it is. That's the beauty of, uh, of accepting yourself is you get to go be clumsy in front of everyone. And it's just not, it's not a big deal. Whereas before it's like you spend so much, or I had found myself spending so much energy trying to be cool or, or be uh, in shape enough or know enough about the Bible so that when I am preaching or, or talking in front of a, a group of Christians, I, I look and, and appear as if I know what I'm talking about. But not all of that was about actually learning what I'm talking about. It was to make it look like I knew what I was talking about to other people. Because then I would feel good. Oh, I fit in. Awesome. So I realized, you know, I did that. A lot of people are doing that. But once you kind of adjust that and pop that bone back into place, you can kind of own that clumsiness, which is what makes it funny. That's what makes it entertaining, uh, enjoyable. It's what makes it, in other words, authentic and genuine. And that's kind of what I'm going with. Is this is a this is a wavelength. This is a frequency of 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 being genuine. What's a, what's a good way to, to? Maybe that'll be the title of this video: is the frequency of the genuine, or the frequency of authenticity, something like that. I don't know. Because that's what it is. It's, it, 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 it's, it's talking about things that usually people don't pay mind to, at least not in, in a discussion or a conversation or a podcast. Those, those parts, those red flags that you've ignored your whole life. Um, that wall you keep running into that you can't see because your ego is so inflated and, and you're doing it for the, kind of the wrong reasons, but it's understandable because of society's conditioning. So that's what I'm just not getting into is just laying back and just taking a breath and not being so like, uh, for a lot, for a, for a long time, I just, I was so traumatized that I was always angry at just the world uh, over just little shit. But, you know, eventually regardless, and I wanted to hold on to it because I was like, this is not my fault. Someone needs to validate my fucking pain. That's, a, you know, like a little kid. That's not my fault. Someone needs to validate my pain. And although that's not how it would look when I'm going to work or if I'm, I'm um, functioning, in, you know, in public, but deep down inside, that, that's kind of what it looked like. It was, the, it was the child part of me that was just being a little bitch, but because, rightly so in certain angle because I was, I was traumatized. I had been hurt. But then what I discovered is that the tunnel, the dark tunnel is worth walking through. The dark tunnel is worth walking through because you, what you, you might find everything you've been searching for to a T on the other side. Because it's not that you found any material. It's not that you found any place uh, that is, a, say, like a geographical location. So you didn't find some you know, place um, that you didn't live before and then all of a sudden it changed. What you discovered was courage to slay the dragon. What you discovered was... Um, your willingness to confront fear of the unknown. 
what was discovered through that hallway and on the other side was a evolved version of yourself that puts you in the next level of dealing with life, which is important because it puts you at a position to um, curate the the best well the best well being for your individual life, and that's what it's all about. That's what that's what I've found in my philosophy that everybody is doing. We are whether we're doing it accurately, like that is to say, whether we're really hitting what we're aiming at or whether we're just bouncing around wall to wall and tripping over our own feet because of foolishness, clumsiness, laziness, trauma, whatever. At the end of the day, it's our it's, it's our responsibility to take accountability for um, the damage that we've endured. You know what I mean? So, fuck, I kind of lost my... There was something that happened on the road, and I kind of lost my train of thought there. But I felt like it was a really good point. What was I talking about? Damn, it's so hard to do this when you're high. Um, I, I don't even know what I was talking about. And I feel like this is just a stream, so I don't need to go back. That fish was lost. We'll just get another one. So, oh, that's what I was saying. Is getting through the hallway and what you discover. You discover... Uh, that courage, right? And then I was talking about what what people are doing. So whether we're doing it rightly so and, and it's sharp and it looks good or we're doing it in clumsiness, we're all doing what we think is the best thing for our lives or whatever is running our lives, whatever emotion at the time is running our lives. That's why I see it, 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 it's difficult for someone who's dealing with drugs or having some kind of sex addiction or some something that they've become dependent on to escape their trauma, it's hard for them to get out of that because you may say, well, they can just choose. So you might think that we have free will. This is why I think it's important to not to understand that there is no free will because it, 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 it pops a bone in place. People who think we have free will and we just decide everything like as if like you don't decide to grow your fingernails, you don't decide to keep your heart beating. Consciousness is a short interval that becomes aware of one of the mechanics, one of the stages of the mechanics of our body making a decision. But just because we had an interval of consciousness doesn't mean we authored it or created it. So I'm not even going to get any deeper in that, but the point is is that you, it's, it, you, you may think that people can just snap out of that, and they can't always just snap out of that. And that's a, kind of another reason of this podcast. It's kind of to help people down in the well, maybe with a hand up to get them out. So because to them... They're, you know, they're making a mechanic, like their body is aching for like heroin. And if they don't take it, they have withdrawals. So in that small light, even though they trap themselves by doing drugs in the first place, at that po- moment, they're stuck. They're trapped. They're trapped because they can't escape. If they try to escape, they have to uh, endure pain. But why did they start t- taking drugs to begin with? Because they're afraid of pain. So you can't expect them to climb the wall of pain just because they're in drugs. Some do, and that becomes the dark hallway that they walk down. But a lot of people don't, um, and I'm just trying to help understand. We're all walking around doing what we think is best for ourselves, um, and it's because we're, 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 we're animals. We, we, we operate on mechanics of blind lust. Blind libido is what Freud would call it. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the, deep, the, the deep gravity of, of your psyche and why you really do things that you do. And really, humans are not we're, – we're, we're, we're clumsy organisms. You know, but we also, as clumsy as we are, we're intelligent. And, and as great as, as much destruction as we've caused, 
uh, you could say we've we, we've uh, we, we, we've created um, ingenuity and, and architecture, and we have fucking planes who could fly through the air. Uh, it's like, damn, think about a, a airplane. Just they, we can safely take off and land these gigantic pieces of metal that have been cut in a way to go with the 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 air and stay in the air. And uh, I think Elon Musk was talking about once you start doing like aerodynamic or flight, you have to account for what gravity's doing so you can work with gravity. So somehow they figured that fucking algorithm out. So, but then again, we got people who will kill you if you don't believe in the same religion as them. So I mean, it's like there's 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 a bunch of, of both of them. And you could say that well, if we we were just all more like the ones that are good, quote unquote, then everyone would be good. But, see, I'm reading The Republic by Plato, and he makes several good points. And this book predates the Christian Bible, and it was Greek before Rome. So the point is, is that we're a lot like the Greeks and the Romans. We took a lot of our culture from them. And the same, just our very capitals are built in Roman um, fashion <clears throat> with the columns and the pillars and just that the, the, the image of grace and, and sovereignty and justice. That's how ours are built. You know, we have, we're Westerners as well. So people are always doing what, what they believe is best for them. And I, that's cool. That's great. So uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at is that, you know, if you want to tune into this show and it's entertaining to you, that's, that's cool. You know what I mean? But after you get through that dark hallway... You're, you find yourself in a better shade of color of who you are. And that's a great thing. It's a fabulous thing. It's a beautiful thing. Because when life goes difficultly, it's not that you're thinking about validity anymore. You're not looking for validation. You're not thinking, man, like when we were kids, if something goes wrong, you know, you're in school or you're always around a group of friends. So everyone sees it. It's embarrassing. So a lot of times you may try not to fail in front of people because you didn't want to look stupid. And because you were unwilling to kind of fall over your own feet, you never gave yourself a chance to auto-correct that because you'll learn how to correct these things if only you would give them a chance to come out. But it's vulnerable to let them come out because it can look embarrassing and foolishness. But what I'm saying is at the end of the other side, no matter how long the hallway is, there's a bunch of hallways we have to go through, dark hallways. You know what I'm saying? But what you get on the other side is what you were actually looking for uh, anyways. And that's the funny thing about fear, is it's such a deflector of what you actually need. So it's like the one thing, the one area that you should look, which is fear, for example, in this case, has is so convincing as why not to look. Because we, we, we say, well, we don't want to, you may be afraid to do something, and you're going to find all different ways to justify it. And you're going to try to clever yourself into believing that, you're not full of shit, but the truth is, is you're full of shit and you're just afraid. That's the funny thing about it. And we can laugh at ourselves. That's what I'm saying. So many people are, they get hurt by this and, and they get defensive. I mean, humans are fucking tangled messes of emotion. You can't even talk to people. This is why, because how do you go out when you see that in the light of the Joker? How can you have a conversation with someone who still sees it as something serious and they've be play, they've become a career victim, a professional victim because of this. Well, my dad this, or my sister that, or I didn't this, or I was born this way. Whatever their sob story is, 
though in one light, I would say you're, yeah, have your sob story. But what I'm saying is for people who still take it so seriously, someone like me, it's difficult to go around and actually just say things that I really believe because it might make them mad and put them in their feelings, <clears throat> which whatever. But it's just funny that we're all, you know, you, you don't really, adults are just kids. I mean, no one really grew up, you know, because not everybody who's an adult has evolved throughout the levels. So you may take someone who's 60 and they're actually like at level 48 in life. And you take someone who's 60 and they may be at like level 70. And one of them was your parent. One of them was my parent. And now I think you're stupid because what your parents taught you and you think I'm stupid because what my parents taught me. This is an oversimplification, simplification, but this is a general idea of how it works. And, you know, we were all told to just listen to the, our parents. But, like, look how dumb they are. You're an adult now. Look how stupid these motherfuckers are. So you have to, you have to really go back and reanalyze uh, what it is you believe about what you believe and why. And that's what I've done. That was a long hallway to get through. And I guess you could say at this point it's, 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 a, it's a continuous hallway um, or it's a continuous journey. It wasn't always dark, but I'm always discovering other elements of myself that I feel um, not putting a red flag up and, and accepting them and confronting them helps me out in the long run, even though sometimes it's embarrassing. And um, so it's just you got to get rid of that ego, man. That's not good for you. Um, it's good for you, I guess, in a sense of um, – a character to play when you go to work so you know you have a certain ego you have a certain way you want your bosses to look at you so you're gonna you're gonna work that way i mean it's not like just because you, you want them to look at you that way doesn't mean that you're not doing the genuine work to <clears throat> to make that <clears throat> something you've earned you know you earn respect it's like if you walk into work and you're like cleaning up messes that you haven't been asked to clean it up knocking on doors that of offices that you don't belong in you know, showing consideration and respect, stepping up, taking overtime when it's available, and just demonstrating your value. You know, uh, that's something I've been doing at work, but it's all been intentional. I've done that because that's what I want them to see me as. But the reason I want them to see me as that is because that's what I am. So, and that's the mo that's the magic moment where your in your intentions and your understanding of who you really are, what you really want, how you're really going to get it as you're maneuvering with the universe and the world that surrounds you because your technique will be different than mine because we have differences. Sometimes they're only subtle, but it changes everything. So you may get through life more aggressively or passively, and I may get through life with more, you know, by being um, a fly on the wall, where some people get through life, they want to be the center of attention. So everyone's finding their way to make it through, and that's a great thing. And as you start walking down these hallways, you, you, you shed more and more light of understanding on who you are, why you're that way, and that it's okay to not even change if you don't have to. Sometimes you, you see something and you're like, I need to change that. I don't like that. Um, but sometimes when you see something, you're just like, yeah, that's me and that's, that's, I'm okay with that. Uh, and that's when you, walk around, when you walk around with that kind of confidence, that's attractive. Like people will watch you. They may not ever tell you, but they'll watch you. They're learning from how you live life, not because they want your life per se, but they want that level of their life. Write that down. That's fucking good. This is good fucking shit, man. So I hope I've entertained you. Like, at the end of the day, anything I believe and I say doesn't really matter. I'm just telling you how I get through my life. It doesn't matter anything to you unless I say something that you think I've convinced you is true. Not because I'm right, you're wrong, or you're wrong, I'm right. Just you've seen it, 
and in an instant, you recognize them, whether you're going to accept it or not. And it doesn't matter if you do or don't to me, but it shows that it's not about getting people to agree or not agree with me. or It's just about talking about things that <clears throat> it doesn't seem that in the culture we live in now, enough people talk about. Because we're always spending our energy on making us and our lives appear in the best light that it can. No one's even thinking about the dark light of ourselves. <laughs> so behind every pretty Instagram girl is, you know, possibly a damaged daughter. And behind every six foot three muscular guy is, you know, a fragile ego. I mean, I guess you say everyone. I mean, there's different circumstances. But behind every display of greatness on social media, there is a um, underlying opposite. So there's an opposite to that greatness. There's a failure, and there's insecurities, and there's toxicity, and there's traumas undealt with. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't spend that much energy trying to, to convince people that you're that great. You see, that's how I know this. You might say, well, I, I don't say you can't be both. It's just typically the people that you respect the most don't spend so much time convincing people to believe about them what they are. <laughs> Why would you? So, that's about 22 minutes of entertainment right there. For free, motherfuckers. You got this shit for free. I ain't charging you shit. Just time. Time is the currency between my relationship with you, me, the podcast guy, and you, the listener. Um, but you can't have one without the other, you know? If there was no one listening to this, then it's like, I, would, I don't know what I would do. keep doing it for. So I guess in that sense, I do need a listener and a listening audience, which is probably why later I'm going to invest in some of these things and just... It's just a relationship you have with the crowd. It's like, I this to me is my artistry. I've, I've made life kind of my art. So um, I'm trying to convey it in, in certain ways that I feel could be very helpful. And that's a challenge of its own, trying to talk the language of the people that, you know, that you don't even know <clears throat> who, are, who are hopefully listening. So it's my art, and I kind of am in debt to the people who um, perceive the art. But that, that, that's okay. I like that. Um, John Mayer talked about it one time when he asked, they were asking him about when he tours with the Grateful Dead and all that. Um, what's it, what it's like to not have like a family life, or and you know, could you ever do you ever see yourself not playing music? And he said, it, it's like a role of mine. I have to play music because I need the audience just as much as uh, I would say that they need me. You know, you and I need to go to concerts and be entertained. And the entertainers need to be kind of appreciated for their entertainment. And that's just this relationship we have. So that's pretty cool. I think that's a cool dynamic. But anyways, I mean, <clears throat> the currency is is the time you give me and, you know, the vulnerability and the entertainment of whatever I can provide for you. Just by being whoever the hell it is that I find myself that I am. You know what I mean? So, live long and prosper.